Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody and welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode 19. This is the Prairie Lights Film Festival edition and I just blew Greg <laughs> just stole it from him. away. That's worse than punching me in the tits. That's what she you said? You stole my introduction. Oh, you were going to do the introduction? Yes! Well, we had established that. I, didn't, when did I was ready for John LaFontaine and everything. When did we establish that? Like two seconds before uh. I started singing The Sound of Silence. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let it go. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, at first I thought, like, because, like, the way you reacted is like I was being, like, Josh Loud at the at that time. But, oh, no. no. You son of a bitch. Well, geez. I'm sorry. You That's okay. To, we could start over. No, it's, no. It's, it's, we're, we're already in it. That's what We've she said. So it. let's roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> All done LaFontaine at some point today. Wow, all long. right. Hey, uh, we are in Grand Island, Nebraska right now at the Prairie Lights Film Festival. What are you looking around for? This seems very muffled. Is it the room that we're in? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, not as much echoey. Yeah. We're, we're down in the basement of the Grand Theater at the yeah. uh, in, in Grand Island, Nebraska for the Prairie Lights Film Festival. And uh, we're just running a quick podcast here amongst the three of us. We're going to be pulling in some guests here as we go along. Hopefully. Some different filmmakers. Uh, not hopefully we we will we'll get some we'll get yeah. some for sure, uh, and get some introspective on uh, what they've uh, thought of the festival so far. Maybe talk about their films a little bit. Um, so uh, yeah, let's open up this discussion. Uh, first day coming down here Friday night last night. Uh, pretty solid opening, I thought. Yeah, it's uh, uh Friday night is usually dedicated to the. I don't want to say it's dedicated to the horror genre, but it kind of sort of is without saying it is. A lot of the stuff that we saw last night, minus Naomi Jones, was the horror genre. Correct. For the most part. Um, some thriller and some... Western crime. Yeah, well, Western, yeah, neo-Western but, is how yeah, he described yeah, it. Yeah, neo-Western, yeah. And then uh, some sci-fi. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it's... Uh, say the darker, the darker stuff, I guess, plays on Friday night. So, yeah. Um, well, but then again, I mean, Corruptors tonight, Corruptors and that's, tonight. that's darker. But I mean, I think that's mixing in the features with the shorts, yeah, feature, that type of thing. Yeah. So. They've done that in the past too, where in the last couple of years, like last year, they played uh, was it the Eyes of Isabel on Saturday night? Yeah, they played it late, and then mm-hmm. the year before that, they played something that was horror feature. Uh, no, that was uh, two years ago. Was the Eyes of Isabel? Last year was Wolf's Robe. Yeah, was yes, Wolf's okay. Robe was last year. Yeah, which I don't know if you could classify that as a horror. As it wasn't horror thriller, at all. So no, yeah. that just debunked my entire theory. I'm going to go. Uh, but my the head first the two whole. years, okay. Remission took that spot. So okay, yeah. So it's I guess it's just a matter of what you what the what the director of the contest contest good lord the film festival has yeah and where they feel it's going to fit best within what they've got so. yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, overall, we we've uh, had a pretty good experience so far mm-hmm. with uh, with what we've watched. So I agree. Um, you know, seeing and seeing a lot of people here and doing some networking. The Kinkader, uh Brewery, 
had the uh, the after party last night. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So, yeah. Do we want to uh, punch on any of these films and talk about some of them and pick and choose, or maybe go through our favorites? I think. Yeah. So maybe just. I will kick off. You're going to kick off. Because okay. somebody else kicked off for me. Well, hell, you know, fight for what you want there, and you didn't fight. Survival of the fittest there, Greg. I was... <laughs> Shut up, dick. <laughs> so, um, from Friday night, we uh, we got the, the Prairie Lights Film Festival kicked off with Naomi Jones from uh, Father Son Productions, Tom Noblock, and Ben Matukowitz. They are past uh, Greg the Movie Guy podcast. No. Mm. Were they? They were past Midnight Frights podcast. They were on the podcast two years ago when they launched they did almost a weekend. Yeah, they did yeah. almost a weekend. Um, since then, they've uh, they put out Adaptation, which I actually had uh, the privilege of reviewing for them. Mm-hmm. And um, great, uh, great receptivity. They were really receptivity. Receptive. I don't know. I'm making up words, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> this has been a long weekend so far. Um, Naomi Jones was it was it was a good a good start. I thought. Yeah, to the uh, to the weekend. Um, it's it's awesome to get to come to this every year and see how filmmakers have one up their game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, Ben and Tom have they've taken their their camera work to the next level yeah. from what they've done with uh, uh, almost a weekend. Yeah. I keep mixing up the two. Um, so I thought they did really good with that. And those dudes are always busy like, too. They're always doing oh yeah they, yeah. If, if one's done, they're already onto the next thing. Yeah. I I don't know how they they continue to roll like that, but hey, you know, power to them because they can do it. So uh, from there, we uh, we went into what I originally thought was the Flatwater Terrors project, but apparently was not, as I was so informed. Um, where we premiered Ghost Hunter, which was our film. Well, did yeah. you did you did we talk? Bagman or oh you're talking your favorite yeah I'm just talking about the ones I Jeez, like the, the Bagman was good I liked how it was shot uh, was done really well um, I didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it, it kind of it's... believed you with a sense of huh so can you include your own into your favorites is that like is that okay uh, well yeah okay yeah. dude out of all the ones that we have done I think that Ghost it's Hunter been... has probably been the best that we have ever done. And I'm not just blowing my own chain here. Let let Greg live in his narcissism. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Greg. I'm sorry. Go. Greg I'm gonna is jump gonna, he's gonna I'm kill gonna jump me. across <laughs> this historic table and I'm gonna bleed you. Uh keep um, going. I, I I just I thought that uh what we had done God now I really sound like a dick. Um, was <laughs> thanks a lot, Patrick. You can't you're, backtrack you're now. Just go. With pop it. my bubble here. Don't apologize. Um, I thought on the big screen is where that movie needs to be seen. Yeah, I thought with the sound editing and everything, it just it was electric. Yeah, watching that, I I once seen it on the big screen here. I know this is one that we need to submit to other festivals. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just just because of that reason. I mean. We can listen to it with our headphones on or in front of mm-hmm. our computer speakers or whatever we have at home, but yeah. I mean it doesn't really do it justice until mm-hmm. it's on that screen. There's Absolutely. yeah, there's bits you definitely miss if you don't watch it that you catch when on the big screen. Right. That is you don't get to catch those little things on your phone or like Patrick said on the computer, you miss all of it. No. Exactly. Exactly. So uh yes, I'm conceited, I'm an asshole, I liked our own stuff. Probably more than most. Uh, one that was surprising was the Grave Whispers. Uh, William Fisher's uh, was really impressed by the shots that they took in that. Um, one particular shot was the 
uh, just a single shot of the headstone where it was a slow uh, zoom into it. I thought it was a beautiful shot done really well, uh, really appreciated the story that they put into that. And then um, from what I had seen today, which has not been a whole lot, um, Tyler Schmitz, our own Tyler, and his documentary Prairie Pints premiered. Yeah, hopefully we'll and, talk to him soon. Oh, yes, that would yeah. be awesome because I've been waiting for this since I know he announced it because I thought this was a genius idea yeah. for him to put together, and it was, wow, just yeah. incredible, all the stuff that he was able to put together. So that was me. As, as much as he was worried about that documentary, it came together pretty well. Yeah, it really did. So, yeah. Do you want to go, Patrick? Uh, I can go. And I, I, I mean, if we're talking about the favorites, I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably easier for me to talk about some of the things I liked in each one. Um, uh, with Naomi Jones, I mean, that one kept you on your toes, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed uh, in the sense it started off as, as the uh, movie within a movie, so to speak that it's a movie about making a movie Mm -hmm. um, that then it took a really, you know, it took a existential twist halfway through. So it's kind of keeping you on your toes all the way through this thing. Uh, And I appreciated that from the filmmakers themselves. Uh, Bagman died first. I thought it was just beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. The cinematography on it was amazing. Um, And Josh, you and I and and Ebeth talked about this last night that I just thought that the, there was some solid acting Mm -hmm. in that, um, that when we come to these, festivals that it for a lot of the first time movie makers and stuff like that we get to see a lot of amateur acting but this is someone who's established in making movies and has access to actors who are just very very capable mm-hmm. and uh i i thought the actors in this movie were were just really really fine um ghost hunter i i'm, I'm not going to be like greg i'm not going to toot my own horn <laughs> <laughs> Toot, toot. <laughs> toot, toot. Just go. <laughs> no, guys, I, I, I just got to say, as a group, um, since I've been working with you, I think this is one of the most solid ones we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, very proud of this project, and I do want to, you know me, I'm going to fix it more, but I do want to submit it to more festivals. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, hats off to Vincent Smith for proof. This is his uh, first outing. It debut. It's yeah. his debut. Uh, you know, and we always want to encourage those young filmmakers mm-hmm. to keep making films. And I consider myself a young filmmaker because mm-hmm. even though I'm 50 years old, um, this Sorry, was only was that the, 70 years old. No, no Just not quite. Old. I'm not quite 50 yet. So he's, he's almost 80. It's anywho, <laughs> um, but, it. but ghost hunter was technically my second, second movie because mm-hmm. contest would have been my third. So, um, so I consider myself uh, young at doing this. And, and so as much fun as I've been having on this, I encourage uh, Vincent to keep making movies. Yeah, you I know? don't think he'll ever. No, he really, really loves it. There was a world premiere of an unknown movie last night mm-hmm. uh, in the schedule. It was just a bunch of question marks and uh, they weren't giving much information about mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I, it's out of the bag. I don't think there's any reason we can't talk about it here. No, yeah, um, no, you're but, safe. You should be safe. Uh, it was a movie called Down Under by Benito Garcia. Yeah. Um, and it was his first horror movie mm-hmm. that he's directed. Uh, the, the thing I really appreciate on this, and he, t- and he talked about it last night, and I totally agree with him, is that your mind is your is your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they allowed your imagination to go wild yeah. on this one. And they just played with a lot of sound. Uh, and you can only see very little and so your mind was letting you know uh, what was going on and how bad it was. 
uh, Dorothy and Chad from uh, Unfiltered Entertainment uh, brought us a little sci-fi thing called End of the Road. Uh, once again, those guys put together just beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful cinematography uh, to their to their films, and this was no exception. Um, and it was really great seeing new people on screen that just did really well yeah. for them. Uh, they had some actors in there that this was first time first time acting and he did a and great job yeah that that young gentleman did a very mm-hmm. nice job uh if the shoe fits um it was a little oh. twist for me because it was the same actor same location as benito's film last year and what was the name of that the cobbler or the something cobbler, like yeah. that no i don't think no. that was the name of it because the cobbler isn't that the that's the adam sandler, adam sandler movie <laughs> um, um I, I can't think of the name of it but uh mark pope joy was in it uh last year and uh he basically played the same character this year the 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 main actor would played the same character that he did uh then um but it was just a completely different twist on on the situation i know it was a different director different writer and everything else uh but it was similar situation i love black and white when it comes to Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh and just nice little twist at the end i agree and actually, uh, up until the point where it started to turn um, genres, we'll say, I, it felt very clerksy to me. It did feel very clerksy, which I found interesting. Though. Yeah, I yeah, I liked it. So, uh, and then this morning, um, uh, Loch Ness the web series uh, showed. Uh, this is something I'd seen a few years ago, a mm-hmm. um, couple of years ago, because I think it was only put up in 2015, and. Uh, thing I enjoyed about it is uh, the guy who wrote the contest was in it, a guy I went to college with. His name is Jim Hanna, uh, and he always does a fine job. Um, and then a documentary called Decades, which is about Lyons, Nebraska, uh, about the history of Lyons, Nebraska, and uh, found that very interesting. Uh, Prairie Pints, we, Greg, you talked about that. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, I think, did a very, very good job. I know that this was a passion project of his, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that he should definitely, definitely be proud of. And then uh, the last thing we saw before coming into this room was the uh, Pete Lippins retrospective, his uh, cinema retrospective. And and uh, for those of you who don't know Pete Lippins, he was very, very active in the local film scene and uh, passed away this last year. And they are, you know, they took the time here at the festival to to pay homage to him. Mm-hmm. So, which is really cool. They they did a really nice job with that. Yeah. Um, the announcing of the the grant, I think, is yeah, just yeah, outstanding, outstanding yeah. idea. <clears throat> yeah, and I I think what we should do is get some more information on that grant, and we can talk about it a little bit later, so we can provide some information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's totally We're, open for people to donate money to. If we can get Dorothy and Chad in here, they can. Talk yeah, about they can it definitely talk well, about so. that. So yeah, uh, uh, and that's me, Josh. Yeah, I'll just do my really really quick rundown since you pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> hit every single. Well, that's why I said I, one I, I said I wanted to say something nice about each one of them uh, that I really no, appreciate. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just going to hit a couple of... Uh, or maybe I'll just do yours for you and then piss you off, too. Yeah, go ahead and... Um, hang on. Go ahead and uh, read my mind, Patrick, and do mine for me. <laughs> um, no, uh, really quick, I'm going to run through. Uh, Bagman was great. I like Mike Johnson's stuff. He's had... He's done a few projects, worked on a few other people's projects, Um he does a really good job all the time. Oh, we talked about Ghost Hunters. I'm not even going to touch that one. I'll leave it alone. It was fun. Um, Ben's Down Under. Um, 
Come listening, <clears throat> listening to audience reaction, it seemed like it bothered a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. So um, Ben's got a great eye. Ben did the noir last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. The skeleton, and then he yeah. did the oh, yeah, skeleton dance. Yeah, um, he did this. I get the quote unquote like the silent film. Uh, two years ago, the one that, with him and Megan, where they yeah. were the the hitmen, hit yeah, people, oh, all black right. and white, yeah. which yeah. was phenomenal. which was all through like um, the the texting. texting through the phone, yeah. remember? Yeah. The guys just got a yeah, really no dialogue, just texting and music. Yeah, the guys just got a really fucking good eye for filmmaking, just mm-hmm. in general. He just knows what he wants. On top of him doing the effects and everything for everybody else's stuff, he's just. He's talented, and I hate him for it. So, uh, good job, Ben. Um, if the shoe fits, uh, Nate Kaloum, I had seen this and talked about it on the podcast a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Nate's stuff. Again, Nate's another one of those people that goes, he writes something and goes, how far can I take this before mm-hmm. it's going to just piss everybody off? Yeah. And then he goes a little further than that. Because mm-hmm. um, he did one more time for the camera, and he's done all his other stuff with Splitsville. Um, if the shoe fits had a nice little twist at the end that you guys already talked about. And the last thing I think I'm going to hit is, um, yeah, Prairie Pints. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was like, what the, I, I feel like I have something on my back. Um, Prairie Pints, <laughs> um, it's the monkey I know is Tyler's passion project. And I know that, um, he has put, what a year and a half worth of work he into said he, he, said he, he said he started February of 2015. Yeah. So two years in? Almost two yeah. years. And that's just like, that's just commitment for, that's a lot of, of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of patience. Jesus Christ, what is going on here? And a lot of patience. <laughs> the monkey fell off um, your back. To let something. <laughs> Go for two years before mm-hmm. you, you know, show it. And um, I know he was nervous as hell today to, to to screen that, but yeah, he did a great job. So yeah. I don't know if I, you know, I, it's it's obviously work because you get into the post production and we can all back each other up because we've all done post production and it sucks. Yeah, but the what he got to do at the beginning of it, going to these breweries and filming, dude, I would be like that'd be like my Disneyland. If, yeah, I, would, if that was him. Yeah, yeah. If I was going him, yeah. there, filming, interviewing some really interesting people, learning a lot as you're going along, and being able to drink some great beer. And I thought that was kind of the biggest thing. I think uh, Christina Marie Leonard brought it up, how <laughs> similar the brewery process is to the filmmaking process, where you start with just these few little things, you add it all together, and you have to wait. It's a waiting game. Yeah, it, It's a waiting game. And it's. I thought that was a phenomenal analogy that she had uh, had made, and I, you know, I think it sure it truly paid off for what Tyler was able to put into that. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing so far that I'm going to take from this weekend, um, is something I'm going to put, it's a quote I'm going to put on my editing computer. So every time I want to fucking quit because it's just bugging the shit out of me, I'm just going to write always forward on there. Always now. forward. Cause that's great, yeah. Cause that's, that's like, that's that Pete Lippins quote Lippin's that quote. he says. And it's true. So, you know, every time you want to quit, always forward, always forward. So that's a, yeah, that's a I think a, a great thing to take away from this weekend for any filmmaker really that's up here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to 
break and then try to find some guests. Yeah, and... I think so. Cause we're going to, I mean, we're pulling away from our normal, uh, format yeah. here. We're not going to talk about, I mean, cause what we've been watching is what we've been watching this weekend. Yeah. And we'll attack that. And you know. we attack that as we go along. Yeah. So, uh, we're probably just going to take a break here, go out and talk to some people, try to rope some people into this room, yeah. tie them down to the chair and do what we want with them. Make them talk. Make them talk. So, in uh, a world. Ah, oh, damn. I was going to. No, go ahead. No, I was going to take us into the break, but whatever. I'm not going to take you into the break if you want to take me into the break. Right, well, you the can break, take right? me. All right, take it into the break. Right? I will take you, Patrick. All yeah. right. In a world where Greg takes Patrick into the break. I'll give you we'll $5 if you interrupt him right now. No, I'm, go I'm, I'm going to be nice to him. All right, I had a really good Don LaFontaine voice yeah, going I'm done right now. there. I know. Go. We're not going to interrupt yeah, wrap you. Wrap it up. Okay. In a world where Greg. So we're going to be taking Damn it. We're going to break. Cut it. And we are back. We've got in the uh, office here, the basement office of the Grand Theater, with us uh, from Father Son Productions. We've got Tom, Ben, and Chris. And uh, their world premiere of Naomi Jones opened the uh, Prairie Lights Film Festival. Uh, congratulations, guys. Really good film there. Yeah, thanks very much. It's fun to be on the show. Thank you. Oh, you bet. We just kind of, uh, you want to speak? There we go. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> Everybody gets a turn. Yeah, we've got limited microphones, so we're kind of like leaning over and sitting on each other's laps and everything down here. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Naomi Jones. Um, it's listed as a comedy, but I think it falls into that uh, existential area as well as as we're you know as as I was watching it yesterday. It's probably, I mean, it's an existential, uh, just an existential crisis that it's a little less pretentious to do an existential crisis if you can laugh. I, I really, if I can make the audience laugh throughout it was kind of my philosophy. Uh, and part of the reason why it gets so weird is I feel like I can do some of that stuff and I can get away with a lot more if we throw some goofy things in that make people laugh sporadically. So, yeah, the story, though, it's about a mumblecore filmmaker who's on the set of her first movie that has a real budget, and it's just – it's probably even worse than her mumblecore movies were. It's just everything's falling apart. And so she's sort of deconstructing her whole personality and mindset of why am I here? Why did I want to do this? What do I want to do? What's the point of art? And it just spirals uh, from there. All right. Excellent. Um, throughout the, the, the course of uh, the movie, she encounters doppelgangers of herself. Where did that idea come from? Um, I don't remember exactly when that came in, but the the idea uh, was basically so the 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 conflict is essentially the dissonance between who you are and who you want to be was kind of what I was thinking, and so she's sort of achieved some dream, but she isn't sure if she likes it. She's not the person she thought she would be when she achieved that dream, and so since we're already dealing with sort of like the theoretical you and the real you, it made sense. All right, so a doppelganger is a way to visually represent somebody chasing after herself or this idea of herself, and then. Uh, Ben's dad actually had pitched this thriller idea to us. He said he gave us this idea of, uh, you know, in, in the world you have seven doppelgangers. And so he, we should do a movie about a guy chasing down all his doppelgangers. And so I thought that's funny if that's the movie that the cinematographer is sneaking off or she's running off to secretly do that movie. So thematically we can kind of build this through line for a reason why doppelgangers are being talked about. And then it also lets us visually represent an internal struggle. Excellent. That's, yeah, that's kind of that. All right. Uh, coming up with the idea for the movie, uh, how do you guys do that? Is it is it joint effort? Does someone pitch an idea and then you work on it together? Or, I mean, how? what is your process? 
Do you want you want in on any of these, you guys? Yeah, I can answer that one. Um, <laughs> uh, usually, one of us just has an idea ready to go. Um, the first movie we did sit down and kind of formulate that together, um, and you know, we we talked about that. Um, I think on like, two years ago on uh, on your guys' podcast about mm-hmm. how our writing style was was a very specific way back then. That has completely changed, um, as most things tend to do. Basically, for the last two movies, actually, um, uh, the last movie I came up with the idea for just kind of randomly at work, but this one was pretty much all Tom's idea. Um, it, it was built off of experiences we had on our film sets, but the idea to, to turn this into a story happened to come from Tom this time, and so his process is to sort of build that idea until he's ready to present it to us, which was very quickly uh, at this point, because he's very confident in this idea, and then he kind of comes to Chris and I and, and talks about what that idea actually is. Well, then... On Naomi Jones specifically, if I would get stuck, I sort of resorted to talking to Chris where I would just say, do you remember? I don't remember exactly what any of those were, but I know I would just come to you and say, all right, so I think something like this needs to happen. It's been a couple of days, like when I was at work, you'd just come in on my breaks and we'd just talk about whatever you wanted to do on the movie. Do you remember what any of those were specifically? The first scene in particular was mostly you and I working on that. Because I remember I'd come up with the whole, like, he walks and misses his marker right away. And like, well, yeah, because we'd we'd had, you know, various people on set in the past who were actor problems were. It was kind of like, all right, so we want to make it like this thing that happened in one of the previous movies. And then, yeah, talk to Chris the, uh, a little bit. And... The Cave People was also one of our collaboration yeah. things. That was fun. How did that – what was the – You wanted to have somebody eating a microwave burrito while protesting moving back to the cave or something like that. <laughs> and so it, it, it kind of started – it had started with that and then it all kind of just turned into this weird movement thing. It was, it was then, right. Yeah. It, was, it was like I you want Will Forget to lead a movement yeah. away from civilization was where I started and you with wanted, it. And... You wanted it to be like Stardust Memories where he goes and sees like the aliens yeah. and whatnot. So he made that but it's like yeah people going to live in caves yeah in omaha so yeah Yeah. naomi jones specifically chris kind of helped crystallize some of those ideas just by talking about some of those things and so yeah that's the process with that yeah that opening scene was really solid because i think we've all experienced that you know and and uh, it seemed like the crowd really enjoyed it too because i mean you were speaking to the audience that lives that life yeah so um as the three of us work on projects, we all kind of assume different roles. Is it similar to with you guys that you each, that you there's roles that you fall into ones behind the camera, one's kind of helping there, one's doing something else, or is it extremely uh, collaborative? Uh, you want, you want to go? Say, I'm usually more of like a support role, but every once in a while I jump in there. Ben and Tom are usually the, you know, leads. Yeah. And even from there though, I'd, I'd say uh, Tom is more interested in the creative side he absolutely enjoys the writing and directing process. Um, I thought I wanted to do directing until I co-directed and realized I just I, I cannot uh, control actors the way that Tom can. And so um, I sort of let that be his thing. I actually enjoy the producing side of it. Um, when, we, when we started out, it was pretty much 50-50. We kind of both did everything. And over the past two years, that has kind of split into figuring out what we like to do. So I usually handle more of the producing, producing side of it. Um, and then, like Chris said, he helps out. Usually once we get production rolling, he'll come in and, and be on set most of the time. Now, uh, Tom and Ben, you were both in the movie. I was too. Chris actually oh, Chris, plays, <laughs> he plays about five random little roles throughout. Okay. He's, a, he's a doppelganger. Well, I, I, obviously you guys had a much bigger part, especially the, the scene in the office, which just, while funny, was also disturbing, was... Uh, <laughs> It, it just seemed like you guys were having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, how much of that was ad-libbed? Uh, almost none of that was ad-libbed. Really? Um, it was 
I think a seven or eight page script uh, for that scene, and Ben knew all of his lines, Leah knew all of her lines, Katie knew all of her lines, and I didn't. I actually, I think, only had one line in the script, so mm-hmm. some of my stuff was improvised, and we made up some of the stuff where it'd be my character and Katie Otten's character giving suggestions or saying things at the same time. That was made up on the scene because, as I recall, we kind of just sat down. We had the location for a few hours, and so we just went through for an hour of just reading yeah. it. And then someone would either say something wrong or come up with a new idea, and we kind of evolved from there. But I think the details maybe shifted slightly, but it's almost entirely scripted. Right. The, the dialogue itself was pretty much already written, uh, but the scene definitely evolved just through uh, those run-throughs. Because I think we didn't even start rolling the cameras for quite a while on that scene. Well, I know like us doing the the thigh slaps was in <laughs> right. to some of that. Yeah. Well, that. That's what I mean, you know, things like that, and then taking care of the sandwich for him, picking yeah. up the yeah. lettuce and putting it back well, into the bun. The flying lettuce was, yeah. not, was not part of the script. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> so. And that's the kind of stuff that somebody would do that once, and then somebody else would start laughing, and he would have to cut and redo that. So he would just add those little things into the scene as we went. Yeah. Well, until did, people didn't laugh anymore. Did we have the idea that you would be eating a sandwich the whole time before? Or did, were, did you just eat dinner? No, I, I hadn't eaten that day. <laughs> I had not eaten it at all. And so I yeah, decided yeah. my character is going to be eating a sandwich. Because I've actually, in every role I've ever played, I've been doing something goofy. And so the first movie I was eating constantly. The second movie, uh, we're messing around like sharing glasses in a scene. So I decided, okay, I'll, do, I'll be eating something again in this movie. I mean, as if you need something goofier than that Yeah, costume. as if I'm already not goofy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk about your experience in making the movie, working with your cast and crew, et cetera. Just the you know, overall experience. Well, I mean, this one, I knew it was just going to be ridiculously self-indulgently talky. And so because there's so much dialogue, part of the idea with the casting was we should go to theater people because they'll be able to handle that much dialogue and be prepared. And so uh, we went and we cast a lot of people out of the Nebraska Wesleyan Theater Department. Uh, and they were all so prepared. And we hadn't – I don't think we just – worked with enough people, actors who had as much acting experience. So we had some people who were sort of prepared, but this time we were almost unprepared for the amount that they were ready to just come and know all their lines and do it all and figure out the blocking and remember little things, you know, like from take to take. And so it was a really smooth process with all the actors, which was its own. I mean, that was new almost not that we had bad experiences necessarily with the actors, but just they were on the ball, which made it all go a lot faster um, on the days. And so there was that. Otherwise, I mean, we had I mean we didn't we weren't still doing our four day schedule that we tried with the first movie, so it was a little more time and that always just still depends. Some days it'd be nice if we had a little more time to make things a little more polished. Some days we didn't have that. But overall I thought it was a really uh it was the easiest production up to that point for sure. I mean they're all hard in their own ways. This right. time the struggle was really because so much of it is them just sitting and talking, how do we find some visual momentum throughout it? And sure. some scenes are more successful than others, I think, even in the final version of that. From script to screen, how long did it take you guys to finish that film? Um, it was written, I think, in November. I finished. I finished writing it November 2015. So we filmed it April 2016. It was right around the time adaptation was playing in Omaha, and then we finished editing it uh, in April this year. So it was yeah, it was a it was a pretty long process <laughs> overall. And you guys have a new one. That you're working on, you're in post now, right? Yes, we filmed another one this last spring or summer uh, called Green on Green, which is another comedy. It's about a, uh, a a creative nonfiction graduate student who wants to write a best-selling memoir that she's decided is going to be this call to arms for environmentalism. But she isn't sure that she has a life experience that really corresponds with a good arc to sell that memoir. So she's going on an ecology research trip to try to prompt an epiphany that she's already had that then she can dramatize and sell. And uh, that stars Rachel Dynan, 
who plays the writer in Naomi Jones, and Leah Cardenas is back as kind of a co-lead for that. And we got a lot of the Naomi Jones cast back for that one. Now, you've brought films, uh, I know, for the past three years. Uh, were you part of the second or first? Wait a minute. First or second Prairie Lights? It I mean, came in the third year. The third year? Yeah. Okay. So this is your third movie bringing it to Prairie Lights. Uh, where do you feel Naomi Jones fits within the other two that you brought here? I'm putting you on the spot by making you compare. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> now, um, I think this is the first time that we were confident enough in the finished product. It's not a perfect movie by any means. Um, but the first two, we were focused more on learning how to make a movie and less on the storyline. And this time we could focus more on the storyline and the visual, um, you know, the shots that we actually wanted to get, I guess. And so in that regard, I think it ends up being a better product. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand obviously people might prefer different storylines in different movies and that's fine. Um, and that's not to say the first two movies were bad, but they were not technically sound in a lot of ways. And so I think for the first time we feel confident showing this here, um, especially, you know, it was a lot of fun having it as an opening night um, film last night. Yeah, because that's one of the things we discussed in our opening sequence is yeah. how everybody's up their game this year so far from what we've seen from people who have brought things in the past, uh, that it just seems like everyone's been upping their game, uh, especially over the course of, of the uh, of the festival itself. So. So we should probably start, huh? Open our, up in our game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about about time, Josh. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Patrick. No, I, I, I'll have one for like as we wrap it up with you, these guys. If you got a, if you got a, I don't have a question. So. Oh, you don't yeah, have a question. Ahead. I was yeah. just going to say, uh, you know, outside of uh, your film, uh, any thoughts or comments on what you've seen so far, um, or just about the festival overall so far. I mean, it's always fun to just see what everyone else is working on. Uh, I really we, we went to Prairie Lo or uh, was it Prairie Pints uh, Prairie earlier yeah. today. That was really fun to see that, and uh, that was the kind of one where I I know Ben is really interested in beer just as a subject, so he probably already was more interested. I'm a little less <laughs> maybe actively interested in the topic, but it's it's always really fun when you can be convinced, uh, sort of like it wins you over, even though you're not really sure. Like I went into that, not really sure if I was going to like it or not. And then I got really sucked into it. And I think Ben has decided he's going to start making beer. Uh, <laughs> he got me. <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing I love about this festival is that, um, you know, we basically take a year off from kind of seeing you guys and seeing what everybody's doing. And so you come back and it's kind of like, what's everyone been up to? Mm -hmm. Right. And even if, you know, even if you don't love, you know, maybe the genre of a movie you're seeing or the storyline of a movie you're watching in there. I think there's always that ability to kind of look around the theater and be like, this is really cool. We're in a community of people who are here to support each other. Again, not every movie is going to be perfect. And I think that's one of the things I love though, is that you'll, you'll come talk about that. You'll say, all right, what can we do better? You know, what did, what did you guys like and dislike from this? It's just a lot of fun to be here. I think we're really having a blast being here this weekend. Excellent. Chris. Yeah, same as them. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to start brewing beer. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 great being around people who understand that you know mistakes happen and whatnot. I mean, no one no one here expects a perfect product, which is really nice. And it's nice to be able to see like how other people do things, especially with the smaller budgets and you know getting your product out there. And yeah, it's it's a great learning experience for us. And I think it also takes a lot of the pressure off that this is a non-competitive festival. That it's just a bunch of people who really love making movies getting together. And we can really feed off of each other and support each other and, and everything else. So, Josh, do you want to throw no, in your stuff then? I'm 
just gonna have you guys plug really if we were done yeah. <laughs> uh you know where, where can we find you uh naima jones you said is screening in omaha at exarbon yep. dates. so that'll be and... uh november 9th and november 15th uh, at exarbon cinema those are both 7 p.m uh start times um more information just hop on facebook um or you can go to fpomaha.com where we have just all kinds of fun information also, we got the short movie, The Nuance Side, is playing, mm-hmm. uh, playing tonight. tonight. And then I think we're going to bundle that with Naomi Jones at the Exarbon dates. So nice. if anyone wants cool. to see that again, it'll probably play mm-hmm. there before, like like Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, did you have anything to ask or anything? You guys did a great job, but yeah. I don't have anything <laughs> to ask. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to lead us into another break then. I want to thank Tom, Ben, Chris from Father Son Productions. Father Son Productions, is that right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was Productions at the end, or just Father Son, any of that other stuff. And I don't want to misrepresent you. So once again, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. And uh, Greg, do you want to lead us out of this section then? Break. Nice. You didn't want to do the Fontaine <laughs> voice? Okay. All right. In a world where we take another break. And we're back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and with us right now, we have uh, the folks from uh, Bootsy Cox. And they put together a film here at Prairie Lights Film Festival called Prairie Pints. Uh, today we have uh, Tyler Schmidt, Shadley Joe Mike, and Ryan Mike with us. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello, hello guys. <laughs> Get in there. Don't be shy. Guys, Go on. Uh, I sat down. I watched this documentary, and I loved it. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, Tyler, we have a history and stuff like that. I really do. I really did enjoy it quite a bit. So Thank you. Um, it spoke to me in the sense that it wasn't just about their process. It's about what they have to deal with. You dealt with some issues in there that I wasn't expecting, and I'm glad that you did. So if if you guys could kind of tell us uh, a little bit about um, what brought you to this project in the first place. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Chadley. Um, we, okay, I'll just start from, like, the real beginning. Yeah. Totally. We were at a wedding in Ainsworth, Nebraska, and we had hit up uh, Ord. No, we tried to go to Ord. Is this? Sorry. No, you're fine. You're good. We tried to go to Ord. Scratch what down. Else? Scratch down. <laughs> oh, boy. What, Columbus was. What's up? What's we, so we stopped at Gottberg. Gottberg. <laughs> we stopped at Gottberg. We stopped in. There's like one. Of, uh, oh, Beaver, okay. Beaver View Brewing in. Oh, yeah. In... Uh, oh, boy. You're going to have to edit the wow, show. Wow, no, this is no, awesome. No, no. Guys. <laughs> we go straight through. <laughs> oh, if, if you can't Our tell, they've been spending there. a lot of time at those uh, at those microbreweries. Oh, there, Jesus. So. And, uh, oh, my gosh. What is the stupid town? Um, Ainsworth, Ansley. Not your, aunt. your aunt and uncle live there. Dean oh. and Carolyn. Where mm. do they live? <laughs> oh, boy. Cut. Wow, this is... <laughs> so, anyway, in Beaverview, Brew. Okay. Anyway. Mm. So, <laughs> we're... Doing this. <laughs> so far, this is my said, favorite part. It really is. I'm loving it. Oh, and boy. we said, I'm pretty sure Tyler said we should do a craft beer documentary. And we just like sat on it. And then um, Aaron Miles from Perfect Poor Magazine. Perfect Poor, yes. They were just starting up and they said, she was the one who was like, you need to get on board with this because 
somebody else will do it if you don't jump on it. So then I kept hounding Tyler. And then finally he was like, okay, fine, we'll do it. And yeah, I mean, like, this was kind of a, one of those, this was the, this was the time that I was like, okay, well, I'm done making films. And, um, I was convinced by Shadley and beer. <laughs> um, the alcohol really has you know it's, it's the liquor does a lot There's of a the, powerful a, persuasion the, the, the liquor does a lot of the talking um so yeah it yeah that's but that's also something that you've been passionate about for like a really long time anyway so is it's being a, drunk it's yes no, <laughs> that, i did not say that i said about beer yeah. and so putting the two together just made sense, sense. Like if you're gonna make another movie you might as well do it about something that you are passionate about. Yeah. And and it didn't entail any like crazy special effects or anything mm-hmm. like that. And that's like and as kind of a little shout out to you guys with um Ghost with Hunter. Ghost Hunter, sorry. Um <laughs> like those the, that's exactly the kind of movie that I would love to make, but there's no way in hell that I have that kind of patience. Mm-hmm. So being able to make a documentary where there's just a bunch of talking heads talking about what they love, that's easy because it's just like a oh, boom, boom, boom. Here's what they say. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. There, there, it doesn't take any, any but, post-production. But when it came but to tying it, it, it together does, and finding a story. That was hard. That's yeah. where it very found It's way difficult. easier to write a script even with 75 F-bombs. <laughs> like how we did with um just sit, seven sit, down seven sit, down yep, there it is it was much easier to i mean and that we just got sick of the writing process and wanted to move on so mm-hmm. it was our fault but it's it was a much harder thing to like pull together some type of connecting story that wasn't boring did and you, i feel yeah. like we did well did you have a story in mind going into it or did the story develop as you were going along developed after yeah absolutely (laughs) not we had no we we went through this whole hero's journey wanted to make the whole thing into a hero's journey and so i started taking like stuff that we had filmed and said oh well let's turn this into a hero's journey and it's still and then we asked questions based on the hero's journey and it still didn't work and then finally i was just like what about what if we do Beginning, middle, end, and just like uh, okay, in the beginning they talk about this, in the middle they talk about this, and in the end they talk about this, and that's where we finally got to some kind of. That's where we got to where we are now, right? And the whole process, like the whole time that we were watching things, we were like, we have nothing. Like, how are we going to pull any amount of minutes? And but like it came together so nicely, and every single person said something like memorable, and, like right. and poetic, that, and that complimented. Which is what we wanted. Right, yeah. people were always saying things that would accidentally compliment what someone else. What said. Somebody the story else, told yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's it's about community. It's about it's about sticking together as a group. You know, it's like you're at the at the time at the. At this time in our history, you have these giant companies that are trying to take over an industry that 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 500 years ago, 
was just something that their every town had their own little snippet right. of that industry. Right. You know, it's like, well, you, you, beer was something that you had to drink because water was tainted. So the the alcohol killed all the exactly. shit yeah. in yep. the mm-hmm. in the water. So it's like <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. No, We're a few beers deep. So. That, oh my God, yeah. So, um, in this, uh, I, I saw an overlap of passion in this. You guys have the passion for making the movie, and the brewmasters had the passion for making their craft beers. And I just, I just like that overlapping thing. And then also the the support that they gave each other not just their partners in their own businesses but the support they give each other as 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 uh, craft beer makers across the state they're not treating it as a competition really yeah yeah Yeah. and you know i I, it's an art i think and that that's what we're experiencing here is art in film and they're experiencing art in their craft in in making these beers And, and i just found that really interesting to see that overlay on top of each other with it. And that's not so much of a question as, as a statement yeah. that, that I felt really came out in the film as well. Um, I loved some of the posts on Facebook that you would do whenever you'd go to a different place, you would have like, here's this beer, here's this craft beer, whatever like that going through all of them. Did you end up with a list of your favorites? There is no such thing as a favorite. <laughs> there beer. you go. That's and a great you, answer. You are an asshole for asking that. <laughs> um, that's and that's an inside joke. That's yeah, a very inside, inside joke. joke. Okay. Um, we do have favorites. Um, right. It's like I'm not. You a, can't. I, you can't a, say. I'm a snob, but I'm not that much of a snob. I don't know about these guys, but it's like I have. You know, there's certain beers, certain breweries, and I go and. I'll go to that brewery and I'll say, I'll take this. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. Um, As far as favorite breweries, and I don't want to cause any problems, (laughs) but my favorite brewery to film was Modern Monks at Misty's downtown Lincoln. Because those guys, we filmed that two years ago on Super Super Bowl Sunday. And those guys were just a ton of fun. And then... After we got done filming, I still I, I walk away I walked away from it saying this was the best shoot ever because they're just you just you watch yeah. the film is they're just tons oh of fun. Well, and these, these were the two guys, if I'm correct, at the end of the movie with the clips that so he's talking about the natural orgasm. Or yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh they just, so they, cute. they oh just look I like they have Dave. so much fun together. Yeah, the two of them. It's so. just it's ridiculous how much fun those guys were. Yeah, and it's like if I could hang out with those guys every single day, I would jump at the chance. Excellent. Did you guys go in with a list of questions to start? Uh, we started that way. We always, we always did, and then it would evolve. Like at first, maybe it was a little more stagnant, and then as we got more into it, the questions were a little more free form. Mm-hmm. And we always had certain ones, but it would lead to other things, and it would just loosen up a little bit more because, I mean, they would get more comfortable, we would get more comfortable, people would have more beers because, <laughs> of course, we were drinking the whole time, so that helps. Um, and even something like with modern monks, like it's more about like. Like when you say like what was your favorite beers or whatever, a lot of it was tied to the experience with it. So like like 
yeah, they had great beers and everybody has great beers, but we were drinking Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday at 830 in the morning. And they were like, you guys want a porter like this? Oh, this is a great breakfast porter, like delicious at 830 on a Sunday morning. That you kind of that ties back into how you tasted that beer Mm -hmm. at the time. So um, so a lot of it was, yeah, it just evolved over time. So we always had standard questions, but it was like, I'm going to have seven questions, but we'll ask 20 of them right. by the time we're done. Based, so. based off that question, how much footage did you end up with, Tyler, at the end of all of this? Because I'm guessing that you guys just let them roll, right? You never cut them off or anything. You just let them Too much. kind of go. So you end up with um, just... epic, epic proportions. <laughs> yeah. um, what? Uh, what, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow. Gotcha. Jackson, Jacksonian type footage is what we had. We had we had enough footage and ironically I was only able to come up with 80 minutes for this weekend. Um but if we that was just picking the things that mm-hmm. we thought were relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um if we would have picked stuff that if we would have gone through and said I want to use all my favorite footage, we probably could have had a 2-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like I already already feel like it was kind of it was barely it was, there was moments where we needed it to speed up. Yeah. So we had to just cut a lot. We had to kill a lot of babies yeah. for lack of a better way to put it. That and I do awful. not, I do I not agree with that. that. Hang on, hang on. That's a chat. That, that's a Chad Hofschild quote. Yeah. Yeah. And that we learned when we were editing. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got to kill your darlings. You had to. Or kill you your had babies. to get rid of things that you, you that you really didn't were in love with, and um, sadly, with a chainsaw. There was a tu- no, no, no. There were a lot of there was a lot of stuff that we were in love with, or I was in love with. That um, now that we don't have it, I'm. It's That's amazing fine. how it's just like eh, meh. Okay, it's gone. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, probably an hour from every, at least an hour worth of interview footage oh, from yeah. every place. When we, and things streamlined. The, I mean, like obviously, the further in to filming we got the more streamlined we got and so every every time we shot it was like it's like the first time we shot we shot for four hours the next time we shot we shot for an hour and a half or two hours or whatever it's like everything got shorter tighter more concise um brickway is a great example like like 30 minutes we shot for 30 minutes and we were like boom dude we are out of (laughs) here so Okay, so you were obviously on the road quite a bit then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was expenses involved with that. Did you have any type of funding? Was this self-funded for you guys? Um, completely out of your pocket? Bill Klaus. Okay. Oh. William um, Klaus. Okay. Yeah, we did uh, some he, funding, yes. Yeah, we um, we paid for some shit ourselves, I mean, we, yeah. but uh, also William Klaus, who actually he, like, funded equipment. he funded mm-hmm. stuff for Midnight for Frights. For Midnight Frights, yeah. Frights yep. all the time, um, yeah. Yep. yeah. Executive he, producer. He always, yeah. always... He helped out with gear. Yeah, you know. he's, he's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. Um, Was there a place you enjoyed traveling to more than others? Any time going to Scratchtown is great, you know. Mm-hmm. Three, it's three and a half hour drive, but you really get to enjoy. You get to see a lot of the scenery. Refresh of, my memory of where where Scratchtown's located. In Ord, so Ord. we're up okay. in the Sand Hills, so it, which is nice scenery wise. We never get out there. Yeah, like, it's just hard to else. get to. It's like, how often are you going to go to Ord just to drink beer? Right. 
How often are you going to go to Ord to do anything? <laughs> well, exactly. And it wouldn't, you wouldn't go out there if it wasn't for the beer. And, and the beer is... And that was one of their big things is they're mm-hmm. like, hey, we are bringing, we're bringing business to Ord. We're trying to grow this city. You know, they have a brand new hotel there now. And that's, you know, a direct reflection because there is a brewery and that's there. And that's one thing I guess I didn't realize prior to seeing this movie is the economic impact that these places are having on these cities. Um, and... And and making it more of this is this is Nebraska. This is Nebraska business, and 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 people bringing home these national trophy or national awards for the for the beers that they're brewing and stuff, and really representing Nebraska well in that area. So, um, so yeah, I, I, once again, I just really enjoyed it because it was informative stuff I never knew. I want you to touch a bit on the uh, legal issues that they're all running into uh, with the uh, big companies coming in trying to. Um, limit what they're <laughs> able to do i know you could probably go off on this for a while but uh touch on it educate our listeners a little bit oh boy oh boy <laughs> um so i have kind of a personal um how do you say Beef? it? I, I i i i'm connected personally because i work for the distributor that carries kincater scratch town um and a few other breweries out west, but um, m- mostly it's Kincader uh, and Scratchtown. And um, LB six thirty two was a bill that I I'm not sure on its stance at the moment. I know that they kind of killed it, but it's not. I don't know. They're they're Whatever you know they're going to come back. Didn't affect the any of the craft breweries. Big brewer- at this point. Exactly the big breweries. I won't name them. Um, one have, one could understand who it is. Though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's anybody who's not. Yeah, yeah. Craft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Budweiser. Yeah. Um, um. They came in. They gave a bunch of money to a uh, uh, legislature, le- senator. Uh, senator. senator. Thank you. Senator. Sorry, sorry. State senator, and um, basically the senator the year before. Uh, back in 2016, they passed. A, they wrote a bill that was saying um, each each brewery could have at least five satellite places and blah blah blah. You know, it's like they were stifling the growth, but not really stifling the growth. Grow. Like they were, what's that? But letting them grow. Yeah, they were yeah. letting them grow, but they were they were stifling it. But at the same time, the breweries came along and said, "Well, it's like, well, we don't see any reason for us to grow any further than these five satellite uh, places." And um, a year later, they came out with uh, the same senator uh, released a bill that was, or introduced a bill that was um, in cahoots with the craft beers. Um, nemesis i guess um that was trying to they were trying to take away the whole satellite place so like um zipline sorry i'm i'm really struggling here zipline has a place two places in lincoln and a place in omaha well the this bill was going to make it so that they could if they were going to have those two other places beyond the original tap room they would have to brew on that site and so this bill step in for me. Well, so, so that becomes an expense that yeah, they don't it's, want it's, to it's have. Yeah, it's an expense 
And another thing was the come to rest part of it. Where the come, yes, they would, exactly. they would take things, and a, a good example is, is Scratch Town in Ord, where their distributor, who is in Omaha, at the time it's legal because they, they can come and pick their beer up. So if Scratch Town wants to distribute their beer to another bar four blocks down the street, their distributor comes from Omaha, picks up the beer, drives it down four blocks, drops it off. They were saying, hey, you can't do that anymore. You need to take that back to your dock in Omaha. So you're going to have to go from Omaha to Ord, back to Omaha, then back to Ord to drop it off. Basically, if they're doing that, it was a dick move. They're just yeah. trying to just be, yeah. you know, trying to and drive up expenses. And the original agreement was kind of like, and I, I got this from the, the documentary. Uh, as I interpret, it was kind of a handshake agreement that they that this yeah. senator Le- reneged on yes. later. Yeah. Yeah. Legally, exactly. it, was, yes. it was, you know, that truck is an extension of of their warehouse. So when that truck picks it up, it has hit their, the distributor's warehouse. They can take it four blocks down the road, drop it off being reasonable, right. you know, and then basically they wanted these things because it would benefit, you know, AB yeah. and Bev and these yeah. other you know, large yeah. distributors. I mean, it was, yeah, basically okay. just being a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, being a dick. <laughs> so we're about at the end of this segment for it. Uh, if, if you guys could give me, some takeaways from this, what you, what you enjoyed best about doing this, uh, passion project. What, when, I mean, being able to step away from it and saying, this is what I'm most proud of. What would that be? You go I'm first, Chad. super proud of, well, first of all, meeting all these people that we would never have met was amazing, <clears throat> but I'm the most fun that I've had is being with, like, my brother is, like, my best friend. My husband is my best friend. Scott is, I mean, he's not my best friend, but I <laughs> but I love him. And it was very fun and enjoying to just, like, I just get to hang out with, like, three of my favorite people. And, I, and we get to drink beer and do something that is creative and, like, fun when we work nine to five. And it's, eh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a joke. Right. I like it, but I don't, I'm not in love with it. <laughs> So that was my favorite thing was just doing it, just being together. And yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's and we really reached a lot of people that we got that had similar interests and that everybody's passionate about, and we got to just tell their story and and just reach a lot of people and just yeah, hang out with people and friends for life. Kind you know, of. like we had an excuse to go out and and do something fun. You know, and drink beer, of course, which is great. But I mean, there's kind of more to it than that you know um aside from hanging out with my sister and my brother-in-law and one of my best friends i had this it how do i say this you feel like you're less i really don't know how to say this (laughs) i had this weird sense i've always had this weird sense of celebrity and josh would probably be able to understand because like we had gone to all these horror conventions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I've always had this weird thing where it's like, Oh, this person is bigger and better than me. And that's how we started this documentary. We were talking to these brewers and I was thinking how there, there was this weird sense of celebrity. And then I realized, wait a minute, these people put on their pants the same way I do. They do things exactly the same way I do. They just are making beer for a mm-hmm. living there's no celebrity to it. It's all about community. It's all about it's, it's passion. It's 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 just you know having your you know just not it's it's down to earth, but 
I never saw it as that until we started doing this. It's like, oh, it's all oh, we're gonna get. We're gonna meet, get to meet Caleb from Scratch Town. We thought it was this big deal, and then we talked to him, and it's like, oh, Caleb's just a guy. It's like I don't know. Yeah. He's still a big deal. I really agree. They're, they're all big deals, but we're all just we're all working through life together, and and I guess I it's been the hardest thing for me in my adulthood to to realize that we're all working in life together to just get to the end of life. Yeah. So really philo- philosophical. philosophical. Uh, lots of you, beer, lots of beer, guys. Just you, just you, me- you mentioned this afternoon that, that, that you feel that there's still a little bit of work to be done on this. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but my question then is how how can people see this? Are you going to be submitting it to more festivals? Are you going to be throwing it up on YouTube? Uh, what's you know how can, how can people see this? Because I think people should see this. We are going to show it as many places as we can. Uh, we would hope to show it at the Bourbon in Lincoln. We're going to show it at a lot of breweries. Uh, Scratchtown has a theater in Ord. Well, they don't, but they you know their neighbors <laughs> in Ord have a theater. They want to show it there. So there's a lot of interest in that. We'll probably make some DVDs. You know, we'll show it wherever people want to see it. So we're going to get it finished here in the next couple of months, like 100% finished, and just start showing it. And we'll definitely make it well-known on social media so everyone knows it well in advance. Yeah. What Ryan said. <laughs> I was going to say, let me, let me know if that's not true. <laughs> there is going to be a nude uh, video of myself in this one. Everyone's going to love that. Uh, uh, that's that's uh, going to be. I just perked up. I'm interested now. <laughs> hey, yo. Will you be shaving through here? <laughs> uh, I, I did want to touch on that really quick oh, because there's no Tyler Schmidt movie that escapes his comedic input when it comes like there's always oh, that's some true. like there's always some it, there's there's always a bit he's got to put in there and everything he's punch done line. that i've seen punchline there's a punchline to everything yeah so i know the answer to this question but who came up with putting in those little i guess sketches boom yeah uh it, it was, was all it was me. Shadley had nothing to do with it. <laughs> full. And you talked about there's going to be you oh, possibly some more. There's, there might yeah, be some more. There's some there. potentially there's some more. Going to be, yes. there, yeah. yeah, because, yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like uh, as far as, like, documentary, I mean, like, I had somebody come up to me today and say, it's like, I started watching it and there's all these talking heads and I was like, oh, boy, that's not what I want to see with a documentary. And, um... Essentially, that's what a documentary is. But at the same, you know, like B-roll, um, and for for me, there needs to be some kind of little punchline, yeah, little yeah. jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as long as I keep, you know, it's like I just have we have these crazy, stupid ideas that we that we think are funny. Yeah, yeah, we think <laughs> it's like I mean, like the shave thing was that was uh, just like it was completely. It just was hilarious to think about, and I laughed about. I like woke up in the middle of the night laughing about it one night, and I was just like, "We have to do this." So, but me hitting on Ryan, I'm pretty sure it was mine. Hitting on Ryan, that was that was, <laughs> great. Oh, that was, like, that was tomato, great. tomato. That was so, so fun. So, like, you know, yeah, it's a it's it's a Schmid thing. I think it's like <laughs> it, if you were a Schmid at one point in your life, at least you're gonna have this weird sense of humor. Yeah. Excellent. And I appreciate you asking about that because. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've been, just, I've been I, sitting I, back on it for I, I, ten yeah. minutes now. I've been, I just like, I couldn't wait to see it. So, uh, any yeah. other questions for our guests? Then I'm good. you're good. I got it out. Greg, I have one. Greg oh, has no. one. 
the quiet guy in the corner. Um, you said that there was like 20 some brewers that you guys had visited on this tour, correct? Well, it depends who you ask. Well, I bought 32. <laughs> in the realm of 32 to 20. <laughs> Approximately somewhere between 1 and 100. Okay, that works. Um, were there any breweries that you didn't get a chance to talk to that you wanted to? Yes. Lots of them. Yeah. A decent amount, yeah. I mean, okay. were, were, there, were there people that said no? Nobody uh, that said no. Nobody said no. There was a, a few that were hard to get a hold of. Or seemed uninterested. But at know. the same time, we were so swamped with things that it didn't really, I guess it didn't matter, you know, because we we're like, well, if we're not going to get to them, it doesn't matter because we're running out of time. And, right. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we could, Omaha, we could hit up a lot still, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we I, didn't hit up Lucky Bucket or Cross Street, right. Pint Nine or Viz Major. I mean, we could go all the way out west and hit Bolo. We could go, I mean. I don't know if this is fair to say, but. It seemed like maybe I can't. Some had more this. interest than others. Yeah, it almost seemed like there was a separation between like Lincoln and other towns, and then Omaha. <laughs> like, yeah, it I seemed don't know, like Omaha, Omaha was like Omaha much Omaha less has kind of a weird, interesting. weird, yeah, weird town. It's we a weird didn't town. hit. We didn't hit Benson, but he, he was definitely interested. He was inter- just interested. It's it just it's timing is everything. Yeah. And um, infusion. I, I'd like to get to uh, infusion. I mean, Spilker. Spilker. Spilker would have been, been great because mm-hmm. especially if we could have got them. Before they realized they were closing down, yeah. and then oh, yeah. after they realized they were closing down, because I mean, like we've had a couple of people close in the last couple of months, yep. and to see that 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 hard reality of I think that would be an interesting addition to the documentary mm-hmm. is the the ones that haven't succeeded the, because it seems like the ones that were in this are ones that are doing well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, with with some exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, plugs real quick that you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. I'm sorry, say that. Plugs. Any plugs? Plugs. Um, just uh, look at our Facebook and uh, I don't know. I don't do social media very much anymore. So uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, Prairie Pints. I don't know. Keep still on uh, Tyler. Yeah, Shadley's looking at <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, it, it's Shad Joe Rose. Yeah, but how do I do it? <laughs> she, doesn't know, she doesn't know her find handle. Find me. And this is okay. like an inside joke. No, it's, I really don't know my handle, so I had to look it up. But follow me on <laughs> Instagram at it's Shad Joe Rose, I-T-S-H-A-D-J-O-R-O-Z, which is clever. <laughs> if and you if say anybody so. needs photos, Shadley Mike Photography. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> We're at- Tyler having an attack over here. I'm dying. I'm dying. All right. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this section up. If you got the opportunity, keep your eyes open for this Prairie Pints by Bootsy Cock Productions. I want to thank Tyler, Shadley, and Ryan for joining us uh, this afternoon or this early evening to uh, talk about the movie. Shout out to Scott for not being here. Yeah, Scott's for a having us. fucking prick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I want to thank you guys. Real quick, I know, I know we're way out of out of time here but thank you guys and that fucking short was fucking great last Thanks. night we, we really fucking en- we enjoyed putting it together there is so. somebody that knows clearly what the hell he's doing <laughs> in the editing bay because i sure as hell don't all right greg do you want to take us out in a world where we take another break all right back to you
Hey everybody, we are back with our uh, episode 19 Prairie Lights Film Festival episode. It's actually one week uh, since the festival wrapped up. Um, we were having all these grand uh, plans to have on a couple more directors over the course of the week and having uh, the festival director uh, and uh, MC on as well, but that just didn't pan out, so we thought we would take a few minutes and kind of just wrap up this episode um guys what were your thoughts about the uh the festival overall uh, uh for me it's uh, uh the best festival um so far um they they up their game every year they always have the the films then from the previous year are always you know they always get better uh you can tell nebraska filmmakers have really stepped up their mm-hmm. game which makes me feel like we need to step up ours which we've talked about right um and uh you know it's not a competition mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that as, you know, competitively. I'm just saying uh, when whenever you see somebody put out content, like people put out content this year, it makes you want to do things mm-hmm. better. Yeah, it makes you um, hungry to do better on your absolutely. own. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, best festival so far. And, uh, you know, I always look forward to the festival. It's my, it's my favorite time of year. And, uh, yeah. We saw some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I thought this was probably the best. I've only been to three of them, and this has by far been the uh, the best one since the first one that we went to. And uh, just kind of coattailing on what Josh said, it's, just, it's incredible how m- much better everybody gets every year, uh, especially us. You know, I you, you said that it helps us or it makes us want to up our game. We did up our game. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mm-hmm. gotten some great re- feedback and some great responses on ghost hunters and uh i haven't heard much on the contest but i it sounded like it went over well while we were watching it so um just yeah we we got to see some incredible content and uh catch up with um a lot of incredible filmmakers and see some new ones submit some stuff which was awesome and yeah it's just it's uh it's it's our it's our new year's eve is what we kept saying yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, it really is because it's kind of when we push reset Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we start the new year over. This was uh this was my third one as well, but it was the first one that I was able to actually stay in Grand Island, mm-hmm. and uh, it gave me the opportunity to hang out longer with some of the filmmakers there. And and Josh, you had mentioned that this is not a competition. This festival is not about winning awards. Um, so it was kind of great to see the support that you get from. Uh, mm-hmm. the other filmmakers. Yes, there's always, uh, when you're dealing with creative people, you're always going to be dealing, uh, with ego, but it's interesting to see all these people setting that aside and able to share their ideas, their thoughts in such a constructive way. Um, you know, I, w- I was able to sit down at the table afterwards, uh, at Tommy's there and just have some really great conversation mm-hmm. with some of the other filmmakers and to be able to pull some people aside and congratulate them and, and, and tell them how much you, you, you thought of their work and for mm-hmm. them to, reciprocate that mm-hmm. and truly mean it i thought was just uh just an amazing thing so uh you know i hope it stays that way i hope it stays a, a non-competitive mm-hmm. I uh, thing i know that's matt's intentions mm-hmm. for it and we'll uh, i'm hoping to get him on our podcast sometime yeah. so we can talk more about it i, so I like to use the word celebration every year oh yep. that's a great um, word yeah because yeah. it's definitely uh celebrating filmmaking in nebraska yep and uh so, like I said, it's uh, everybody's there to help everybody out, and that's kind of how it should be. Um, I think uh, new filmmakers, old filmmakers, and everybody in between should come out to that festival. Yeah. And uh, if you're just you know wanting to learn or just wanting to to uh, you know chat with people who've done it, it's a great place to to be. 
So to rub right. some elbows. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, so if you are a Nebraska <clears throat> filmmaker, I mean, we wholeheartedly endorse this festival mm-hmm. and say, you know, just look up PrairieLightsFilmFest dot com, and uh, I know that submissions are open uh already yep, for open. 2018 uh and it doesn't matter if it's your first film if it's your 100th film if you are a professional if you're a novice it's about as josh said celebrating the art of filmmaking uh through nebraska filmmakers and films made in nebraska so um so yeah i think that just about wraps it up for this episode yeah. uh i i think what our plan is eventually to like i said get matt on the podcast so he can talk about it and maybe get mark pope joy yeah on there as well i know i want to hook up with uh dorothy and chad to talk about corruptor which mm-hmm. uh premiered there and uh, a couple Picking other maybe Benito's maybe benito because uh you know he had the surprise film there yeah. <laughs> and i would i would just like to i think it would be fun to do a film uh with benito yeah uh creatively not just using him as a you know special effects, effects yeah, yeah, yeah. expert but to actually you know collaborate with he him has on a piece a great eye yes, he, he really does. does he has a great eye for he really us. does and i i think that's because you know that comes from his art background and mm-hmm. everything else and and uh i just think he's a, a good filmmaker yeah. so uh anything else do we want to go ahead and uh, put a plug in here there i know that we did on our earlier podcast but you know that's going to be separate from this one. Say it again, Gregory. <laughs> if you're looking for some high-quality movie reviews, step on over to gregthemovieguy.blogspot.com. I'm viciously working my way through uh, the 31-day horror movie challenge, but that hasn't stopped me. I actually just posted a brand new blog post on the movie, Lights Out. It's scary. Not really. But it's pretty good, I thought. So uh, step on over, check that out. Again, that is gregthemovieguy.blogspot.com. As I will be hopefully posting these on separate days, uh, if this happens, I think this one will land before our podcast we just did a few minutes earlier. Before 20. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We want to make sure that they go in order. Uh, Check out uh, our YouTube channel because hopefully I will have Ghost Hunters posted as our Halloween treat. Uh, to all of our fans and to anybody else who wants to see it. So if uh, you like our work, come out and see it. If you don't like it, encourage all your enemies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, check us out on MidnightFrightFilms.com. You can find us on Facebook at Midnight Frights and the Midnight Fright Cast and also the Insta of Grams. So, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we live. All right. Yeah. And I think cozy. that's it. All right, so we're wrapping this one up. Everybody have a great Halloween. Until next year, party lights. Here we go.